0: Good morning. My name is Open Mike Eagle, and I am here for you
1: and you and you.
0: Welcome to you and the two other people you didn't know you were sitting by. Here at Secret Skin, we're inclusive. Even to those who are invisible. Take that, Hulk Hogan. Brother. I come to you from a hotel room in Chicago, of all places, very far away from where I live. I played the Wicker Park Fest yesterday, and it was awesome. There were people there from my elementary school, my high school, and people I went to college with, uh, and a bunch of strangers. It was terrifying. Actually, it was a lot of fun. We had a grand old time on the streets of Wicker Park. Drinking beer. In the daytime. It's been a crazy week. Um, this was the end of a tour that got truncated because uh, earlier in the week I did a performance on Hannibal Burris' TV show Why? on Comedy Central. That wasn't a real question. It's the uh, title of the show Why? I don't
1: know
0: so apologies to the people in uh grand rapids and the people in milwaukee we had to cancel those couple shows so we could uh, take advantage of an opportunity to do rap songs on television um performed alongside thundercat and flying lotus shout out to those dudes it's a nutty day i had a t-shirt on that looked wet. I was thinking about my t-shirt and uh, completely lost my train of thought.
1: I bought that shirt, though. It's
0: my fault. I performed in Minneapolis on the night that it aired, and uh, I had to go next door and have the people to put it on the television so I could see it. I had a surreal moment of asking people to help me watch myself on television. But now I'm in Chicago. And this is Secret Skin. I was in a white castle a second ago i feel like there should be a two entity tournament like white castle versus waffle house in terms of like the experience what you're getting yourself into this guy said good morning to me and i said good morning back and the price I paid for saying good morning back as he told me to. Long form. Terrible jokes. Yuck. On this episode of Secret Skin, I'm talking to the homie Greg Grease. He's a fantastic rapper out of the Twin Cities. We've met doing various shows together over the years. I've always really dug his sound. thought he was a really awesome guy. So I wanted to have him on a show when he was out visiting in L.A. He sat on my couch and talked on my microphone. It happened. And then he touches on an incident, uh, something that happened. When uh, me and bus driver and No Can Do and Milo were supposed to play a show in Minneapolis with um, a homie of his that he associates with, when we re- we got to town, uh, we were informed that that guy was off the bill. His name is Minnesota, by the way. Shout out to Minnesota. So he gets into it in the podcast and tells the story. Some, you know, indie rap racial politics. saddest phrase ever. Check it out now. Funk Soul Brother. Say how that song goes. Well, here goes, folks. My interview with Greg Grease. Welcome to Secret Skin. There's a secret radio hour. I wanted to ask you, where does your name come from? My name,
2: uh, actually, it started with Greasy Greg. Okay. And it was my man, Abdul, who has since passed away. Rest in peace. Free one. Okay. Uh, It was me and him. He was duly devious, and I was Greasy Greg. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we did our thing, and then from there, I got a little bit older. We kind of changed it into Greg Grease, but really, it's like a thing where I'm generally kind of like a greasy dude. I like to ride my bike. Okay, you know, I don't really shower every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you so okay, like a natural kind of oily yeah, grease. I see it, what you mean. You know, I you know. I can do that. <laughs> um where i've also seen uh river life yeah is a a part of your like it's almost like a brand yeah yeah so what is what does river life mean um
2: river life well really it's just my lifestyle you know like growing up in the twin cities the river is going right down the middle of mississippi and um it's fresh because it's like a little bit of wilderness right in the city so we spent a lot of time just like biking down there kicking it Uh you know having some drinks and all that just that's hanging out and uh really it just spawned from there like I, I get a lot of my inspiration from the river and we sit down there a lot and like i'll write you know go hang out down there and write rhymes and stuff like that and so that's really what it what it started out as and then from there like maybe seven or eight years ago i really wanted to figure out a way to have a brand that wasn't just like your typical t-shirt brand type yeah, of thing yeah and so I started getting into, like, making jewelry, like, leather medallions uh-huh. and these types of things. And from there, it really just blossomed into, like, a whole bunch of different things. And now I'm, like, making bags like this here. I make these oh, bags, awesome these bag. canvas and leather bags. Appreciate it, man.
0: Word. And all that is all that available? Like, I, you have, like, a store online? Yeah, all? yeah.
2: Okay. Right now it's just all on my, like, Greg Grease web store. Okay. It's kind of, like, combined River Life and Greg Grease. Nice. And that's the idea, really, is I just want to have, you know... My brand represent more than just like either music or bags.
1: You I know what I mean?
0: You handmake all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you just spend all day doing that then. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing in your um or well, another thing I want to ask you about the meaning of, you have an album called uh, or I don't even sure if it's an album. It's called uh was it Born to Lurk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born to Lurk, Forced to Work. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, it's the album. So what does what does Lurk mean in that context?
2: Man It's funny because it started out kind of as one thing and then it turned into something else. So originally, it started out like back, you know, some years ago when I was younger, I was doing the graffiti thing Uh and like spending a lot of time just walking around all night hanging out. And uh, so that's really kind of was at first, you know what I mean? Like Like representing my homies, loitering around. Right. You know what I mean? And then the whole element of forced to work was kind of like me growing up Mm. and having to get a job because I can't not pay rent anymore. Got that UD. You know, and what's so your unlawful detainer? T- something like that. What is that? If you don't pay your rent, oh, out, okay, and you get like a, a judge thing, okay, it's like on your rental history record. Damn, yeah. so it really messes you up for right, future
0: right. Yeah. living opportunities. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> <I feel you. laughs>
2: now, as an adult, I realize that I made some bad decisions
0: doing that type you. of stuff,
2: but so yeah, the idea was born to lurk, forced to work, you know, kind of me like then and now growing up. But throughout that whole the making of the process of the album, it really turned into something else because I really started to think about like what it means to lurk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To ask myself. And in, in the Twin Cities, there's they have a lurk ordinance. Really? it's the only place in the United States that you can get charged for lurking, and they can That's just crazy. run up on you and just pick you up. So what what around. is
0: what is their definition of lurking?
2: Any any unsavoring walking around. You know That's what I mean? Slight loitering, and they and they can get you for lurking. And, um, they're actually I believe they just repealed it, or they're repealing it right now, um which is really fresh, and it was really funny in as far as the timing with my album, and yeah, that. but um, so then I started you know thinking about the meaning of lurk and um thinking about how you know we're considered lurking when we might be you know doing something that we have to do to survive, right, you know what I mean, right. and so then it's kind of thinking about the concept of you know what's. Illegal and illegal And what's created Criminalism type of thing You You know know what I I mean? mean And so, really, it's it's like that where it's like you know we're born to lurk because we're born to try to survive. You know what I mean? So if we gotta, you know, might be selling drugs at night, you know, might be whatever, or even you know waking up at three o'clock in the morning because you gotta walk to work because you ain't got a car. You know what I'm saying? And getting picked up for lurking for that. You know what I mean? So lurking on the way to work. Yeah, you know (laughs)
0: what I'm
3: saying. I'm on a mission. I stop with persistence. Can't copy the brilliance. Often insult my appearance, but really, we're this here. I'm staying mysterious. Probably on another by the time you are hearing this. Probably burning rubber, stacking hundreds up in pyramids. No bodies were we gunning for the fun. To staying diligent, kind of militant when we run them up looking for the twin man yeah we coming up next month feels a pile steady creeping up Better plant the seed and grow to green and feel the tree I'm working seven
0: times you're uh, you're and born
2: and raised in, uh, in the Twin Cities so I was born originally in the Twin Cities and then when I was two years old I moved to Atlanta
0: Georgia okay wow And I was there for seven years. That's interesting, too. I was listening to a lot of your music today, and I was like, Sam, you know, I got a little, little bit of outcast behind me. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's tight. Okay, so you, it, it was some ATL influence. Yeah, yep, yep. And how long were you in Atlanta? So I was there for seven years. I
2: was there until about nine years old. Okay. Then we moved back up to the Twin Cities, and I lived there until my junior year in high school. And then we moved to North Carolina. Huh. And I lived there for two years. And then as soon as I graduated high school, I got up out of Dodge and went back to the Twin Cities.
0: Okay, so what what... Was your family still traveling with you when you got out of high school? Or you just went and lived on your own. Yeah, I just went and lived on my, on my own. Yep. So what was that like? After graduating from high man, school was and Ill, man. moving to another Literally state. Literally
2: two days after I graduated, I moved out, and I was still seventeen because uh-huh. I started school when I was younger. So yeah, man, moving out at seventeen on the other side of the country, yeah. and then my parents moved to Atlanta, back to Atlanta, and I was still you know up in Minnesota. It was it was ill because it was really like a learning lesson. Like I really had to be on my own and. You know, get myself
0: together. Yeah, I mean, like, where did you stay when, when you Well, originally,
2: back? I actually, I, I had an apartment lined up and a job lined up. Uh-huh. So I went out there. I was gravy. It was nice. And the job was a summer job. Okay. So then at the end of the summer, that's when that lurking started happening. <laughs> the origin of the lurking. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> and really, that's, you know, spent, like, a couple years just, like, kind of hanging out and, like, doing tags and, like, not going to school. Originally, I was supposed to be going to community college out there, too. Yeah but that didn't happen. And um yeah, you know, just hanging out and really, you know, it was a good time cuz I met the core group of people that I'm with today, uh-huh. you know. And really it was a learning experience cuz I really learned
0: what I wanted to do. You know? So when you moved back, did you move you moved to uh, Minneapolis or yeah, St. Yep. Paul? Okay. Minneapolis, yeah. So like what what was your Minneapolis experience like? Cuz I need to know like more about what Minneapolis is like, you know what I mean? Um at that point in time,
2: at that point in time, man, it was, you know, it, then and now, it's all about bikes. You know what I mean? Okay. We're on bikes, mobbing around. Yeah. And th- at that point in time, for me, it was a lot of just, like,
0: hanging out, you know? Well, tell me this, because I hear, you know, because most of my experience, like, you know, I, I'm out there quite a bit, but mm-hmm. most of my experience of what the city is like really comes to people's music. So, like, what's the difference between, like, the north side, south side, Minneapolis? Oh, so? man, north
2: side is primarily people of color. Okay. And, um... I mean, I love Northside. Most of my family is from Northside. I'm a Southsider because I grew up over South. Okay. But it's definitely segregated. Like, people don't really mingle as much as they should. Right. Because there's a lot of good people on both ends, you know?
0: So, like, the places where we've performed
2: and stuff mm-hmm. together, is that all Southside? That's downtown. And South general, general, kind yeah. the and that's kind of And that's kind of where people would meet, you know what I mean, in the downtown general area, you okay. know, to play like, 7th Street Entry and, and those types of places. And um, uptown, generally, you might... At one point, like Red dragon, which is this spot like kind of in between north and south side, you'd see some North Siders over south, but yeah you know there's not too much too much blending in, which is unfortunate really, and the same goes for St. Paul, which is right. like its own thing, and they're they're actually really now starting to have a lot of stuff in with the light rail, which is nice it's starting to connect the two cities a little bit more yeah. and their downtown areas is starting to get more
0: venues and stuff too so, so uh your music. I mean you being a product of the other twin cities, do you, is it is it like is it south side influence, is it north side influence, is it kind of a mix? I feel like it's definitely a mix. Okay. Um like I was saying most of my
2: family's from North Side. And a lot of the music that I make is like with my cousin, uh, Proper T. He's okay. a singer. He's in uh Zulu Zulu with me. Work. And um yeah, like a lot of stuff that I produce is with him, so and I feel like when we do stuff together, it's that real Minneapolis sound. And, and when people traditionally think of Minneapolis sound, quote unquote, in my opinion, I think it's primarily a North Minneapolis thing. Like okay. A lot so, of that stuff was developed over North. So the sound of, of hip hop and uh Not so much hip hop. Okay, so you am yeah, talking tell me, about more like Minneapolis sound like, like Prince the Funk.
0: Right. I see. Yeah. So who era. who else other than Prince is uh um, I mean you got
2: like Moore's Day in the Time. Okay, right Alexander O'Neill West um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Okay,
0: so that's all north side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and but your influence is a little bit of a mix. Yeah, yup
3: Dreams sold by the D turn old energy. Life gets cold, folks you grew up knowing turn enemy. Sad to see life slip by the scenes of the moolah. Controlling the medulla, kids go visit the Bermuda. Lost souls on the hamster wheel, paper sprint, hammers caught, cages locked by the baker's strip, dirty maneuvers in burgundy suburbans with the shooters, chasing grill serving creels, not shelves and My pocket pockets pocket song. Ooh, yeah. My eyes filled with dreams, schemes to get the cream, plenty dough to bring my team. We all stuck with hunger,
0: got to eat, to feed the seeds. The weakest, and sick, and need the free, repeat the frequency. I said, My pocket. So, what song, do you think that, that what is the dream? my experience in Minneapolis, primarily uh, hip hop wise, is of mm-hmm. course like you know, like the rhyme sayers dudes, right, and, right. and the kind of the legacy that comes from that with the indie side. Mm-hmm. Now, is that like is that more of a South Side kind of sound?
2: Yeah, that would be South
0: Side. Yeah, okay.
2: and I mean, growing up, I'd say probably once I started getting into high school is when I really started to hear you know about them, and and that's when I really started to get into like the local scene and learn about that whole thing.
0: So. I mean, there's this thing called uh, this concept called Minnesota Nice. Yeah, yeah. What does that concept mean to you? Oh man, I hate Minnesota Nice. What does what does it mean? <laughs> like, I don't think I, can, I hear it and I see it, and I see some people. It looks like it sounds like it's kind of a negative thing, but I also see some people kind of embracing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And trying to turn it turn it on its head. But like, what do you? And that, that's what does it exactly mean? Minnesota Nice. I think
2: Minnesota Nice is like super um, passive aggressive, beat around the bush. Um, not at all straightforward. Um, I'm not sure. It's just, I feel like it's just not really being clear. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like a really like trying to avoid a situation, you know, non-confrontation as right. much as possible.
0: So ha- have you seen that a lot in like, in, in, in terms of yo getting down in the city doing music where people are kind of like that, like not, ne- not necessarily being straight up about.
2: No, I mean, I don't, I don't think necessarily with me. And I think that's primarily because I'm doing so much. I don't really extend myself as okay. much as I probably should. Uh. And so people don't really have that much contact with me, like interaction wise. And so I think that kind of like minimizes on that where there's not as much people like feeling like they have to lie to me because they don't really see me that much. You know what I mean?
0: Do, is there a component of that Minnesota nice thing that's like racial? At all? Absolutely. How does does that play out, you think? I mean, really
2: it's just that, you know, Minnesota is primarily white. And I feel like... I don't know if it's... a am trying to think of the best way I can explain it. Because it's primarily white and it's really kind of segregated. You know what I mean? And so... I feel like people really don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Quote, unquote. Right. And and people are afraid to be the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, when we first started going out to, like, battles and stuff like that, and I know this used to happen heavy back in the day, yeah. but then it died down, and we were doing it for, like, a split second where people would be battling, and it would just be boo-boo, and we'd start booing them, uh-huh. and people would look at us like we're the bad guys, right. and I'm like, I feel like this is a part of hip-hop. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to shit on him as a human but your bars are weak bro right you know what i mean get your bars up <laughs> i'm just trying to encourage you to get your bars up that's don't come so up funny see stage. out
0: here is a reverse right because la has a long history of like uh like the project blow was started as a workshop so like if you was whack they, were like, they was going to let you know. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? I like love that. The whole thing about the crowd booing or what, what was said at Project Blow was, if you was whack, everybody would say, please pass the mic, please pass the mic. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's supposed to be a thing where you come back next week and, and you're tighter. Or, you know what right, I mean? You get, get work your bars on, up. Exactly, you work yeah. on your thing. But um, it had gotten so bad that by the time I moved out here, it was like 04, the blow went on another like three, four years solid. But it got so negative that people stopped wanting to get up on stage you know what i mean yeah it was just like the atmosphere and the expectations was so like out of control so people were like waiting to take heads off they're just, they're like, <laughs> you know what i mean next week so so <laughs> you know like my generation came in and we actually kind of eased up off that a little bit we were more like encouraging the people and like we had pointers to them pointers to give them You know, we take them to the side, or you know what I mean, or just you know, or if you were hosting, you'd be like, okay, that's cool, but next time, you know what I mean, don't cuff the mic like that. We couldn't really hear you, you know what I mean? Right, right. So we tried; we had to take it and make it a lot more specific and a little nicer, just to kind of bring people back into the fold, or like, everybody come rap. See, see, I feel
2: like that's that's still being constructive, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I feel like if you do that, I mean, I'm sure you can, you know, with certain people and with your friends, obviously, but if you do that with just like a stranger that's trying to build their way up, they take it as hating, right? And it's like, dude i'm not hating you know right. what i
0: mean i'm trying to help you you know yeah yeah and I, and I think people miss out on that um because a lot of rappers are kind of brought up in a bubble of like the neighborhood or your school mm-hmm. or your homies and you just you the tight one out of your homies but right. yeah if you take it on a big stage you should expect it you know it won't people always like go it. that same way right. but yeah
2: that's what uh the local radio station out there KMOJ, j they have something called rush it or flush it you play your okay. song and people can call in and rush it or flush <laughs> it. And it's dope. I love going on there, which I don't do it as much anymore. But I liked going on there because when people flush it, they can t- they'll can they tell you why they don't like it. Okay. And, and it's interesting to hear why people don't like your music. So you, you, know you, what you, what I mean? you got flushed
0: a couple times? or
2: I mean... I always, in the because they do like the, the votes, you know. So, right, so many some people like it, some flushes, people right? don't like it. So okay. I, always, I always got outrushed and flushed. <laughs> 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 Never got straight flush But a couple people would flush, you know, and say, say why they didn't like it. Yeah. And to me, I love that because then I can really hear another perspective other than just gas.
0: Do you, know you remember I mean? any of the criticisms that people gave you or something that stuck with you? Like, oh, okay, I should think about that going forward. Um, Really, the...
2: The primary one was it was just like the sound like they wanted to hear more of like a radio sound, uh,
0: you know what I mean? That's interesting and, too. Cause listening to your music today, I was really remarking to myself like this stuff is clean. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Word. That's what's, that's what's song. Song. <laughs> I guess you
3: did. You
1: internalized
0: that.
3: <laughs> Counting sheep to numb the problem that's surrounding me. Drowning out the sound of sirens, stressed undoubtably. Stretch this pound of weed to pay for bills that's powerful weeks. Ain't nothing sounding sweet about having more than miles to feed. Switch positions, drones on phones and they live pretentious. Control our homes with no resistance. Distracted action, so relentless. Tragic fabric, torn from tension. Havoc status, born pretending. Never actually formed opinion. Codeine River, slow divisions. Increase division, unique the prisons. Mental, physical, so ridiculous. Miserable, pivotal, so ubiquitous children raised up so defenseless from the ignorance chase is vigorous. Wisdom reminisce. pain is syphilis. Is blame the is tired of wishing waiting itching, taking the stake and it.
0: so uh speaking of Minnesota nice speaking of like the kind of you know racial climate and everything going on in Minneapolis i wanted to if you would touch on the event that happened at the venue that time like i, oh, yeah, I don't know if yeah, it's something you want to talk about or not you know what i mean because i know it's kind of kind of sensitive about it for a little little bit. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, my, my experience of it, of course, was that, um, you know, me me and Hellfire Club were on yep, tour yep. there. And uh, we wanted to play a show. And we had uh, a Minnesota yep. on the bill to open for us. And, um, you know, we're just on tour not even knowing nothing. And we get there. And actually, I got a call, I think, from Slug. Like, yo, some shit went down. Wow. You know, so I'm like, what is going on? You know what I mean? So, like, it all got brought to me that way. And then, uh yeah, if you would, l- l- let people know what happened. Yeah, so...
2: Basically, what happened was me and about four or five of my friends, all of color, were hanging out, and we're at this place called the Triple Rock, mm-hmm. which is primarily a rock and roll club. You know, it started out being a rock and roll club, which is fine. You know, I've been there many a time. Yeah, me too. My first show I played shows. in Minneapolis was at that sh- Yeah, at that, and I've gotten love there, you know what I mean, yeah. from the staff and, you know, multiple people. So, I've never really had any problems there. Um I am the type of person that if I, I'm a, I go off of energy a lot. Yeah. And if I feel any type of energy, I just won't go to that place. I feel you. So I did stay away from there generally just because I got a weird energy from the place. Um, so we're in there and this, this, uh, we're just chilling, you know, having drinks. And this guy is just standing next to a friend of mine who is Franz Diego. And if anybody knows Franz, this guy is the most lovingest, most peaceful you could probably hit him and he'd just be like, yo, what's good? You know mm. what I mean? Like, he's not a fighter anyway, any way, shape, or form. And he's just standing there. And this guy is, like, really ice grilling him. like mm. Just really giving him the mean grill. And he's standing maybe, like, five feet from me, you know? Not even three feet from me. And I'm like, yo, man, what's up? He's like, oh, my nigga, it's all good. Uh. Mind you, this is a white guy. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, what <laughs> and literally as soon as i say what he fires on me wow uh, and he fires on me and i'm with all my buddies yeah and it just got bad really right, fast of course. you know what just, i mean because he's straight sucker me. i'm so, like what
0: wow so it's instant scuffle at that point yeah you know yeah. what i mean
2: it's one of those things where like i go like this pull my head back and by the time i look forward it's yeah craziness he's getting, he's getting, you know what i mean getting the business right, right. getting the business <laughs> so then they grab us throw us out the club and which is fine i understand there's a fight you got three people out the club so we're standing outside the club and they have this guy who is standing right by the door and they're like standing around him, like protecting him letting him stay in the club they didn't mm. kick him out mm. and they're standing there and they're protecting him and he's standing there going, yeah, nigga. That's right, nigga. Are you serious? Yeah, And I'm like, so then I just run full speed <laughs> through the line of security guards. Uh, and give him a couple, you know. Yeah. And so then from there, it gets a little bit wild again. Some security guard, like, grabs me or something. And I get maced. Mm. And I'm like, wow, did I really just get maced right now? Like. And then I look up and I realize that the dude that maced me and like a couple other security guards that are attacking me are all dudes that like I've interacted with right. when I was an artist there. Right. You know what I mean? And that know
0: you and what you do. Right. Yeah. You know.
2: And then I just stopped and I was like, "That's funny," because I know all of you guys right here. And then they, their eyes got real big. Right. And and that's when I just was like, "I'm remember every single one of you. I remember this. Right. You know what I mean?" And then that's when we left. You know. And from there, um, oh, I didn't start out by saying Meta was not there at all. Right. Right, and so then from the you know the next day I had a show planned there the following week, and the next day they called and said we don't want you to play here ever again, which is fine because I was never gonna go back there again. Right. But then they also took Meta off of you all show, right? Which was crazy to Cause
0: me because you guys just you just associated it's not even right. like. He was there, or have anything to do with each other, other yeah. than just being musical homies or whatever. Right, yeah. right. You know, and they, they just
2: decided him to take a, take him off the show, and that was a really crazy thing to me. And you know, from there, like there was some somewhat of a talk with um, mediator, the great man Kevin Beecham. Gotta love Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shouts to Kevin for sure. And uh, really, you know, it was it was a good look because I could I could come to him. And I could keep it 100 real, like, dude, no, this is not what happened. This is what happened. I'm not going to let nobody try to criminalize me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, smoke cleared, and they're like, oh, you can come back. Uh. And I'm like, no. Right. You know, never again. You know, I'll never go there again. And I mean,
0: did they ever, do you think to this day that they know that kind of they were in the wrong for how they handled it? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Damn. Nope. And really, you know, I used
2: to, I used to be the kind of guy that wanted to teach people that type of stuff. Right. But I can't anymore, like. I used to just get so upset, you know, and have crazy anxiety over trying to fix other people's problems. Right. And I,
0: I just can't do it anymore. Wasting you know your energy mean? in a way. Right, right. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Man, I mean, it was a crazy incident, you know it what I mean? Was, like I said, like to, for us to just kind of get there, get in town, be ready to go, you know, sound check, whatever. Like, what? And, yeah, the last thing hit. Yeah. That's and then, And then, you know, it was nutty, too, because since they knew... You know, we're all brothers coming to play. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they knew it was, had to be some connection with us and Meta because we had, we had him open. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So they were being kind of weird with us. Like, there was the, wow. dude, the dude who was leading production that night was just definitely trying to make sure that, like, everything was all good. But there was, you know, staff was a little prickly. A little you know what I mean? Man, like, yeah, they thought see. we was going to smuggle in a race riot or something that night.
2: Like, That's so know? crazy to me, man. Yeah.
0: And that, that goes with that
2: Minnesota Nice where it's like, oh, well, if they're black and they're black, they must be associated, and you exactly. don't want
0: them to team up. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and they don't, you know, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of, it's wild, because, it, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of my experience growing up in Chicago, where it's a city that's also very segregated, and that mm-hmm. creates those kind of mindsets, because uh, out here, it's very not segregated. Mm-hmm. and um, But that's weird in all these other ways, because one remarkable thing here in the story right now was how, like, dudes said... Oh, it's all good, my nigga, and how you reacted to that. That's right, right. how I would have wanted to react, mm-hmm. but it's because I'm from Chicago. Right out here, the people don't really bat an eye at that. Really, you know what I mean? It's like I'm like a militant dude mm-hmm. out here, right? <laughs> right. Just saying it I mean? to you, you're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> like I've I've had some real tough conversations with folks around here when it's it's a little weird out here because, especially with a lot of the Latino population, mm-hmm. there's a lot of gray areas with folks about how. People see themselves about who right. they identify with, and I'm almost an outsider coming here trying to tell them, right, you know what right, I mean, right. how I think it should go, or how I think it shouldn't go. When mm-hmm. really, it's just about um, the values that's been instilled with me and how I see that word. Like yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't just like just hear it from somebody who you know what I mean, who don't right. who who to me visually doesn't share the same experience that I share. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, it gives that's me exactly a, what it gives for me, me a different a different yep. uh feeling, you know what i mean? Uh I, just to get back to the Twin City stuff. Um most of our interaction has been in in like the indie rap world yep, yep. of Minneapolis. Um and that population of people, that demographic being mostly kind of in tune with the with the, you know, indie stuff mm-hmm. and that being, you know, not the most ethnic experience right, right, right. of hip hop music. Like mm-hmm. do you feel like you you connect to the audience or they connect with you like Mm -hmm. the the mass minneapolis twin cities independent hip-hop audience
2: man that's a tough question i mean i feel like they definitely yeah i mean i feel like i'm definitely embraced um and i feel like there's levels of connections absolutely Mm -hmm. um it's definitely weird at times, you know, when I have like a song called "Black King Cole," right? And and the chorus is "Black King, do your thing; Black Queen, do your thing," and yeah. there's not a single not black a, person. Not you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's cool though, because really, you know, it's all about energy. You know, like I was saying, I, I really vibe off the of energy. So if I'm getting that good energy, you know, I'm, I'm all gravy with it, and it's it's cool. <laughs>
3: Honestly, never existed. Promise a college, our language is quizzed. Speaking eponics, they hurt us in prison and blocking off the different truth that we're living. Just chasing the dream, my chain supreme. Took us from places that we never seen. Start from the bottom and build with my team. Say what you want, but we some black king.
2: I do notice, though, that I, I do have to sometimes. Shift away around some songs, like what? I, like take the Black King Cole song mm-hmm. off the set. You I know what you. I mean? Because really, you know, the idea of that song in particular was like an empowerment thing, right? You know, and I don't need to just be empowering myself up there. I feel know, I'm you. already doing that. I sometimes got you have to, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <true. laughs> sometimes that's for you. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, that's that's one of the, like the main things that I like about out here, and really what I'm trying to just move around is because you know i feel like there's a lot of people that are like me yeah. you know what i mean like minded and you know like bodied i hear you you know what i mean i was going to ask you about that i mean like who do you feel is is your audience man i used to say i used, what did i used to say i said the semi intellectual semi militant anti what was it anti something but basically, you know, it's just people that, you know, are kind of artistic, you know, and, you know, like to think and use their brains and right. like to learn new things and um, like to challenge their thought, you know. Okay. I, I I really am into, like, history, learning history and challenging my, my thought process on things.
0: Mm-hmm. And... um So
2: I think that that's, you know, my music isn't easily digestible.
0: I feel the same way about mine. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Do do you feel like um, a lot of people in that Twin Cities hip-hop scene are kind of open to taking that ride? Absolutely. And that's what it is,
2: you know. That's good. That's what makes it nice. You know, they're they're wide open for your art, you know what I mean? That's that's definitely a, a plus side about the Twin Cities is, you know, as long as you're wearing your heart on your sleeve and really being honest, you know, with your presentation, mm-hmm. I think people can appreciate it. Word, you know. And so you're out here doing shows. Have you toured a lot? I haven't. Okay. No, pretty much just our shows with Doomtree. I've done a couple shows out west or out east. And like then, where out east? Um, in New York. Okay, tight. Yep. And then um, played at A3C in Atlanta. Okay, nice. Yeah,
0: but other than that, no, I haven't. I haven't done any travel. How uh, How was your New York experience? It was cool. It was
2: uh, well, we played two shows. The one was like a rap marathon. It was like twenty rappers. I'll see no, no, no <laughs>
0: no, but especially but, not in New York. But it was
2: fresh because. Um, everyone there knew each other right? right so they're rapping they all know each other and then we come up and they're like
0: who the hell are these dudes
2: and then we do our thing and they're like oh okay. you know and, wow. and then afterwards every single person came up to us like yo uh. what was what
0: was the Atlanta experience like what was A3C like
2: that it was really fresh okay you know, A3C was fun because you know it's also a rap marathon mm-hmm. um, yeah the whole festival is right yeah, yeah. But my favorite part
0: about Atlanta is performing in front of that many people of color. Yeah, man. I really enjoy that, too. Uh, I enjoy Atlanta for that reason. Uh, D.C. I'm really into for that reason, too, man. D.C. is, you know, it's the best of a lot of worlds. You know what I mean? For it's sure. like east, south, north. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. a lot of people of color, like, all together. It's really Word. tight, too.
2: Man, I got I to gotta see what that's talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, do you feel like you're going to end up staying in the Twin Cities? Or are you trying to move? Or do- I'm trying to move around. Okay, like, but I mean, like, permanently? You trying to, like, um, set up shops somewhere else?
2: You know, it depends on the world's tide, man. Stuff is happening so crazy, yeah. so fast right now, you know? So, I definitely couldn't make any promises, but it's a good place to raise a family yeah you know I feel that. but um yeah i definitely want to move around a little bit beforehand and do a little bit of traveling and maybe live somewhere else for like a year or something like you. that you know but yeah i could see myself ending up there okay as long as nothing too crazy happens but really man
0: gentrification is real everywhere that's real you know what i mean absolutely all the cities every city in, in every city around the world it's you know it's I mean? it's crazy, man.
2: Sure. So that's, you know, one thing I've been asking myself is, as I get older, you know, I want to be able to invest in my community more than mm-hmm. just live there. Right. And so then I ask myself, where do I want to invest, that's really you know, in the community? So that's kind of a thing that I ask myself about where I want to end up. What kind of places are you thinking about? I was looking at, like, South Africa uh, or something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, somewhere yeah. in another country, you know. My lady, her people are from Jamaica, so... Maybe Jamaica, but I don't know. It's kind of wild out there. But. Do you
0: plan to, um, like, will music be your main thing still if you move to you move out of the country, especially? Yeah, music and sewing. Okay.
2: Yeah, making bags and um, I'm getting more into menswear. Okay. And that type of thing. Nice. So yeah, that would, those are my like my two passions. Primarily. So what's the
0: next step in terms of getting your music out to people? Man, really, I'm just trying to
2: you know figure out how I can get on these roads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to just get out keep putting out music, keep, you know, just moving around, figure out how it can expand. That's one good thing about Minneapolis is you get a lot of support, Yeah, but it's also a bad thing. Because it's, you it's local, load,
0: right, exactly. You know? Exactly. It's, it's a lot of support, but it's local, so it's harder to like get out and, right. and, and get in front of audiences other mm-hmm. places. It's funny because it seems to me that you're saying it, your your path to uh, getting more exposure is getting on the road first. Mm-hmm. Well, I would see it almost this way. Like, I would like if I were you, what I would probably be thinking is like how to get it where when I when I release something, more eyes are on it. Mm-hmm. And then that would make the road a little easier. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Because yep, yep, yep. then more people, more places have heard mm-hmm. or whatever. Like
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. How have your past projects come out? So far it's just been, you know, us putting them out, you know, me and my guy. Okay. And then just pushing, you know, this this last project was the first one that we had someone doing radio PR for us. Nice um but yeah other than you know other than that it's just us okay you know, organic
0: well to, definitely uh let the people know what they can what they can keep up with you for and sure and are going zone um you can
2: catch up with me on twitter which is twitter slash greasy greg which is g r e a z y g r e g and i'm on soundcloud greg dash grease g r e a s e um, I'm on, if you just go com, that goes to my Tumblr, and I think that might be it. I have a Facebook page,
0: um, I'm not on Facebook so much. I feel you. <laughs> Are you on Facebook? <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I have a presence, yeah. but yeah, I don't really be on there reading stuff. Man. <laughs> it got so real in the field, Yo. I had to just, oh my God, shut yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, I, it's funny, man, I've been really looking at like, man, it seems like there's a certain kind of person who really enjoys Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. And a certain kind of person who really enjoys Twitter. A certain yeah. kind of, You know what I mean? And or, so or what, Instagram person. Uh, or Tumblr uh, person. Media, social media. Uh, I like I for for public interaction, I like Twitter the Twitter. best. Uh and that's kind of like my my probably my social media home. I like Tumblr a lot, though I go hide on Tumblr all the time. You <laughs> know what I mean? I just be on Tumblr. For sure. Looking at stuff. Instagram is cool. Facebook, I can't, I can't yeah man i just i i, I start reading people's posts on facebook and i just get like sad you know <laughs> like it ain't even sad stuff it's just like i don't even want like, i don't want that side of your brain yeah whatever that it.
2: energy is i'm <laughs> not i'm it. not down <laughs> yeah man no, that's exactly how it felt for me like i just it was just too insular you know yeah. what i mean it's just showing me too much have you ever seen that documentary we live in public uh-uh Man, yeah, you gotta check it out. It's this documentary. This guy who like predicted the internet. Well, the internet existed, but he had this idea that the internet. What was gonna happen was, um, everybody was strictly gonna be tuned in. Like the TV and everything was strictly gonna turn into everybody else's social media. Mm. So he did this project where he has like a warehouse and a bunch of people in the warehouse, and they're staying in the warehouse for like extended period of time. And everybody has their own bunk beds, and they have their own TV. Now the TVs, the only channels that are on the TVs are are go to cameras that are filming the entire warehouse mm. and everywhere, bathrooms everywhere. And so people, you know, are just watching each other, and it turns into this like crazy chaotic thing where they have to shut it down early because they're like, this is not what we expected. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's, I, th- I think that's what's happening right now, where you know, like our channels are other people's lives. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like this bugged out. I'm, I
0: tweeted a few weeks ago. I said, I guess we're all binge watching each other.
2: <laughs> Man, it's so real. Yeah, Like I've been trying to figure out a way to share the negative aspects of my life without being negative. You know Yo, what I mean?
0: That's real too. Um, I was talking to Aesop a few weeks ago. Cause I know like he goes through, he's been through some serious shit, but um. He keeps his social media very kind of like light, lighthearted and jovial. Mm-hmm. And um, he just doesn't really want to share the negativity. Right. And it's not like I necessarily want to either. But I do feel like I have some dark, heavy moments. Right. And I don't want to just curate a personality that's just like that shit don't exist. Right. Because I want to let people know like this, like this life, like this life costs something. Right. <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? And that's exactly like... All right, I don't know how much time we have, yeah, we, yeah, I'm just going to bring out this quick sure, little sure, thing. go ahead. Um, I, I used to, most specifically, used to really be into the concept of the dark mm-hmm. and how we look at the dark as a bad thing, you know, right. and it's, it's something that's an unknown thing, you know what I mean? It's blackness. Yeah. And I always looked at it like, man, like, what if that was really the light? You know oh. what I mean? Like, what if that was really like a portal to something else better right. or something else and maybe not better? Right. You know what I mean? But- So, I definitely would have a lot of, like, these dark thoughts that were non-conventional as Mm -hmm. far as, like, seeing something and thinking about it, like, in a non-positive way. And, yeah, you know, trying to figure out a way to articulate that without just freaking
0: people out. Right. You know what I mean? It's funny. I always... I'm, I'm always, like... You know, I tweet and tweet, and it looks silly when I say it, but it'd be like, yeah, where's where's depressed Twitter? Like, where, right. where's uncertain Twitter? You know what I mean? Like, I'm really all about that, too, and trying to flesh that out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you end up finding <laughs> out how to do it, let me know. <laughs> Likewise, you know man. For sure. Well, thanks talking to you, man. It was good building yeah. with you. No doubt, man. Thanks for, for having sure. me, For sure, and man. we'll definitely have to do more stuff musically Absolutely. and performance-wise Yo, in it, the future. You know what I mean? Absolutely. For sure, thanks a lot. No doubt. Thanks, right. man.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was my interview with
0: Mr. Greg Grease. He's a fantastic guy. Very happy to have that conversation with him. He's a great dude. I don't have a song for you guys. I'm overcome with very in-the-moment emotions. And I don't feel that looking through my iTunes for my demos. So uh it's supposed a quick hotel freestyle.
1: Let's try that out. Let's
0: <clears throat> throw clearing. Yeah. Throw clearing cuz the flows nearing. Yeah, and one ing- ear there's no earring. <laughs> cuz remember I got that surgery. It still messed up my biological circuitry. I could only wear one earring, and if I wore one and the other, it'd be a clearer thing, or maybe something that's a snap-on or a clip-on. I broke my earring because I sit on it all the time. How does it get there? I don't know. I don't know. I do it solo. I don't break my earrings with friends. Actually, that's a lie. It was just pretend. We all get together and break our earrings together. It's part of our cult initiation ritual. That's what we do. We do that, and then we spit at you. Not somebody you. No, not you either. It's not a cool thing unless you're Michael Seaver or Ben Weaver or somebody reading a Spiegel's catalog and playing Battletoads. That's what I like to do in 1991 when I watch The Cosby Show. Can I do that now? No. Goodbye to his beautiful brownstone I watched it with my kid before the controversy So we got there kind of early And we watched him wear his uh, African American college student jerseys Or something like that It was cool Show had a laugh track, no It was performed in front of a live studio audience And it was awesomeness At the time Can you separate the man from the work? Can you separate the fact that he's a sexual predator from the shows that he made with directors and editors? I have a hard time with it. I'm still thinking about that plus Hulk Hogan. I think he's really bogus. I'd like to put him on notice that I think being a racist is rather uh, ferocious. No, not monstrous. I don't know. It's terrible, I guess. Stop being a racist. It's never too late to stop being a racist. Like, I don't know, can a person actually stop? Is that possible? We need a podcast from converted racists. I guess that's all I have to say. This has been Secret Skin. Consider that.
1: A nonsensical rap editorial. Goodbye.